0: 1 Samuel 23, verses 15 to 29. David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life. David was in the wilderness of Ziph at Horesh. And Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David at Horesh and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Saul my father also knows this. And the two of them made a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Horesh, and Jonathan went
1: home. Then the Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not David hiding among us in the strongholds at Horesh, on the hill of Hakala, which is south of Jeshimon? Now come down, O king, according to all your heart's desire to come down, and our part shall be to surrender him into the king's hand. And Saul said, May you be blessed by the Lord, for you have had compassion on me. Go, make yet more sure. Know and see the place where his foot is and who has seen him there, for it is told me that he is very cunning. See therefore and take note of all the lurking places where he hides, and come back to me with sure information, then I will go with you. And if he is in the land, I will search him out among all the thousands of Judah." And they arose and went to Ziph ahead of Saul.
0: Now David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Ereba to the south of Jeshimon. And Saul and his men went to seek him. And David was told, So he went down to the rock and lived in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Maon. Saul went on one side of the mountain, and David and his men on the other side of the mountain. And David was hurrying to get away from Saul. As Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them, a messenger came to Saul saying, hurry and come for the Philistines have made a raid against the land. So Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. Therefore that place was called the rock of escape. And David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of En This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. So another lengthy passage here in first samuel mm-hmm. chapter 23 where uh david is on the run again i think i think you had a good you had a good analogy of
1: saul he went from like yeah. the good the yeah, good guy yeah to like a, a disney villain To then like a Martin Scorsese villain, and now he's like a Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino like like crazy. Yeah, total crazy trail of blood behind him. Right, he's like lost his mind. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's in like some Stephen King horror movie now. And this is one of those passages where the the cinematic nature of First Samuel is really on display. Like it, it really does Mm. feel like a novel or like a movie. And just, like, this moment at the end where, you know, Saul's in heated pursuit, and then, like, there's, uh, you know, the Philistines' raid back home. And so, you know, just, like, right when you're, ah, you're scared for the main character, yes. David, like, I know there's, like, this distraction.
0: They're on opposite sides of the mountain, and you yeah. can see Saul's about to, like, go over to the other side and destroy mm. David and his men. And it's like, oh, the Philistines, they're like attacking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'll get you David, but I gotta go back home now. Yeah. And like yeah. defend. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what's going on. But I, I I think one like one huge thing that pops out to me in this passage is Jonathan. Mm. I mean, think about this guy. His dad is is crazy and maybe maybe he like saw the craziness of his dad and he was like, I do not want to be like that. But oftentimes when dads are crazy, like the sons will pick up on some craziness and yeah, like yeah. be equally or like more crazy. Mm-hmm. But Saul went in the total opposite direction. I think we would only say that like this is the work of the Lord yeah. in his life. Jonathan went the other in day. Jonathan's life. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The work of work of the Lord in Jonathan's life because mm-hmm. he is not only is he Proving to be a super loyal friend to David,
1: mm. but we can't forget that he is the heir to the throne yeah. of Saul of his father. Yeah, I, that's like one of the things that has one like the theme that has hit me the most afresh, like running through for Samuel mm. this go round, is just the theme of like submission and humility that mm. we see over and over like Saul is a deranged. Yeah. Or the lack thereof. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like Saul's a deranged, like sociopathic, you know, right. Like narcissist. And yet David still reveres him as God's anointed. And then, you know, David is like this lowly shepherd boy who, who Jonathan immediately recognizes as God's anointed. And like, he, he denies his own privilege to the throne. Right. And like, becomes david's advocate against yeah. the wishes of his father and, and it's just such clear submission to like god's economy you know yeah. which is so right cool well and it also i
0: mean a little props to david as well like he's already been anointed yeah by samuel no yeah exactly. to be the king exactly and yet he's on the run i mean you would think that we would we would have recorded in here lots more like grumblings and complainings like yeah. I know I'm supposed to be the king, you know. Yeah. But uh but David just doesn't seem to reply in those in those ways, even yeah. though he's like on the run and mm-hmm. then you know, you got
1: Saul seeking yeah. after his life. And, and we see like such a clear um contrast later in Second Samuel where so David is anointed king and yet he still supports and upholds, you know, Saul's reign, even though Saul aligns himself against right. David. And then, you know, later David's son Absalom he he kind of becomes power-hungry and wants to be king. And so he starts, like, campaigning in the city gate against his own father, David. Right. And, and I don't know, like, there's something to be said. Like, David did have the choice of, like, you know yes the people of israel liked david more than saul he could have started this just like leveraging yeah. revolution to take the throne right and be like justified and
0: right and yeah. he's kind of i mean I, I don't know if we take i guess we do take it this far but like he's kind of living out romans 13 you know be in submission to like the governing authorities over you yeah, yeah, and i mean i think about like even in our day sometimes we struggle to i mean certainly critique and you hear like terrible things said about like the existing administration or whatever. We're just so quick to critique. And here you've got David who's like Saul is literally seeking his life. Like mm-hmm. he actively wants to kill him. And David just seems to continue to to kind of place himself under the authority of of the current king Saul until yeah. until God kind of like pulls the trigger on, you know, David, you are now the the actual king even yeah. though you've been anointed. Yeah, a long time ago. Absolutely. So, so it's interesting, you know, with with Jonathan. I mean, uh, I I think of Proverbs eighteen twenty four that says, "There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother," mm-hmm. and um, that that proverb has. I, I mean, I've got four brothers, and I I love my brothers. Like they're great. Um, keep up with them. You know, we text often. Mm. Got got a little group group text of the five of wow. us, and you yeah, know, you're so you're so modern day. So hip. well, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're using like text message. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm always getting made fun of around the office my lack of like Instagram and uh, whatever. What, what do they use it like MySpace? G- yeah, general social awareness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah. anyways so i you know I, I keep up with my brothers and stuff but i mean over the years like there have definitely been friends of mine who um in some ways in a lot of ways have like stuck closer than a brother just because mm-hmm. um you know the accountability the closeness mm-hmm. the 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 things that you know just life on life that that i've shared and uh, it just seems to be going on here with jonathan and david mm-hmm. and again i mean You can see why a lot of a lot of kids out there are named Jonathan, Mm -hmm. because like he's just such an amazing guy. Yeah, like he's the heir to the throne, and yet he he knows that he knows that his dad is not the one that the Lord wants in in power. Yeah, he knows that it's David, and he's just he has accepted that. Not only accepted it, but he's like, I want to support you in that, and so goes to David, and is just this amazing friend to David. Yeah, and is willing to you know stick his neck
1: out for david and uh you know protect him yeah and you know the the friendship of david and jonathan is like uh it certainly applies to how we ought to strive for our relationships on earth but it's also you know points us to the ultimate advocate and friend and, and brother that we That's have right. in, in christ and yep. it makes me think of the old spiritual no not one hmm. um and the the first verse is there's not a fr- there's not a friend like the lowly jesus no not one no not one none else could heal our souls diseases no not one no not one and the refrain is jesus knows all about our struggles he will guide till the day is done there's no friend like the lowly jesus no not one no not, not one so you mm-hmm. know that's that alone is encouragement and i i do also want to give a word moving away from the david and jonathan thing yeah. so david is hiding in these, like, strongholds in in the wilderness. Right. So, you know, kind of like a, a natural geographic feature, like, that is... In the is, rocky crags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, like, where him and his 600 best friends can, like, hunker yeah. down and, <laughs> and hide. Right. And, Sit on a rock. Yeah, and I think... It's really interesting, like, as we're getting into this territory, we should really keep, like, one eye on 1 Samuel and one eye on the Psalms Hmm. because a ton of the Psalms that David wrote were written in this period of his life or were written in reflection, like, after this period of his life. Hmm. And I just want to read a couple phrases, like, so this is from Psalm 62, which is a beautiful psalm, but the opening lines, "'For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation.'" He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. Or Psalm 18, which he writes at the end of this, when, when he is de- ultimately delivered out of the hand of Saul, he writes Psalm 18, and these are the opening words. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, mm-hmm. my deliverer, my God, my rock in he- whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised and I'm saved from my enemies. Mm. And I think the reason it's so awesome to read first Samuel and Psalm, like these moments from the Psalms together is we see, okay, what's going through David's mind as he's like in these strongholds yeah, right. in the wilderness. And, and it's clear, like he's saying like, Lord, you are my only stronghold.
0: I know this is like this is like Paul in the you know Philippian jail, like mm-hmm. singing hymns and mm-hmm. songs. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing, and I, you know, David. It's interesting. Like if you if you go on through the rest of First Samuel and read into Second Samuel, like there's some there's some checkered spots in yeah, uh, in yeah. David's career. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not a perfect guy but you know oftentimes think of the the church in revelation where you know the lord says would that you have been hot or cold yeah you've been lukewarm like david cannot be accused of being lukewarm he's either like really hot or really cold yeah but like he has such he has when he's hot like he has such a such a heart for the lord Mm -hmm. like he he has such an affection he loves the lord And so, yeah. you know, he's got some big failures, but like he he just has such a heart for the Lord. And yeah. I think it comes out in the Psalms and you see it even when he's like sitting here in the wilderness of yeah.
1: Maon, you know, or wherever. Yeah. And it, it makes me think too, just on a really practical level about how, you know, David is, he's hiding in these like strongholds on earth and, you know, sort of using this, these like strongholds and defenses that God is providing. But he knows that, ultimately like God is his stronghold, yeah and it kind of just makes me think of how in our struggles in life like we can look for and cling to the earthly provisions that God provides Mm. but also you know I'm thinking about like when we are when we're sick and when we battle illness like we can you know look to medicine and look to medical professionals Mm. but at the end of the day say like Lord you are my healer or you know like if we're struggling with like singleness or loneliness like we can look for friends or a spouse or companion right But at the end of the day say like lord you are my companion and and so it's just like a cool dimensional exercise Mm. of you know taking hold of the things that the lord gives us in our struggles but also like looking to him as the ultimate redemption in those moments
0: yeah and i mean just a just a quick note at the end of this passage like that's exactly what happens because saul you know the philistines are raiding so saul has to turn back and go home and he they name that place the rock of escape Mm. so it's like the lord has provided a way of escape so david's even doing it right here in this
1: passage so good
0: uh good stuff well for will carlisle i'm barrett fisher
1: thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. 1737 or email me directly at jason at christ covenant dot com we'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm